0: What's up, folks? It is Friday Eve, Thursday night for those who like to keep track of the days of the week and also more importantly, the salute to service as it is Veterans Day 2021. And for those of us and those who continue to serve our great nation, thank you for serving our country. And uh, as a veteran myself, I couldn't be more proud to serve our country, even though I may not agree upon what's going on today. But even still, if I was called to war, I would be there in a heartbeat. So thank you to everyone. Uh, Thank you to my dad, my cousins, my stepfather, uh, friends and family, everyone out there that listens to and watches the show on Broad Street South. We do appreciate any of your friends or family members that are still in the service, have served. Thank you to them as well. Uh, We do have a salute to service message from the Philadelphia Eagles that we'd like to play a little bit later on. But uh, tonight, it's a jam-packed show as we're going to have multiple guests. So At one point or another, it might look like the Brady Bunch theme up here as far as the box. And on top of that, For the very first time, thanks to WXPM, 98.5 FM, in Pottstown, all the way out to King of Prussia. We thank them for showing or at least viewing our show live. So, everyone, thank you for tuning in tonight. We really do appreciate it, as it is a first for Broad Street South. Uh, I, I can't thank those guys enough, along with Goose, for making things happen. So, thank you to WXPM. We will have their site there momentarily as soon as I get done. Doing the introductions, Dylan Spaulding is waiting in the green room. He's with us. He's been waiting for a while as the baseball season finally came to a close. Of course, Atlanta Braves ended up winning the World Series, so he had his own weekly podcast that he does, and he'll let you know exactly what he does as soon as he comes on. So Dylan Spaulding, our local Tampa correspondent will be with us tonight of course fuji who's getting ready to fly out and he told me something, about he had to be up by midnight i you know i don't know how much him and harry roseman apparently are taking the same jedi flight out there to uh to denver so uh him and his best friend and and he just gave me the number one there uh for fans only uh but, <laughs> but to everyone thanks for tuning in tonight this is episode 93 i'm angel and this is brought Street south I do see the comments coming in, so you guys just hold on there for a second. And by the way, uh, we were going to give away the live call-in number, but because we are on radio for the first time tonight, we're going to hold off until Sunday just to make sure that everything works uh, just fine. And the only thing I ask is if you guys ever call in, and of course if you listen to us uh, the next day on the podcast, on the download version, uh, anytime you guys will call in, which will start on Sunday, just make sure you keep it clean so we don't get fined by the FCC or anyone else. But... With that being said, the godfather, who's been patiently waiting since last week, and we might not even want to talk to him just because he decided to go again against the green. But it's okay. He didn't have to eat crow because, you know, he picked the winning team, and we can't hate him for it. But nonetheless, here is the godfather, Fido Corleone. Vito, what's going on tonight? How are you? Broncos, birds, week 10.
1: I'll be on the flight about 6.15 tomorrow. Can't wait to hit that Mile High City. How are you, Angel? Getting fired up. Let's get this party started. We're on the radio. We're keeping it all clean. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Let's have a great show. It's Friday. Eve. Let's get this party started right now.
0: Yeah, listen, it is uh, today got up to about 83 degrees. We had to experience some chillier weather earlier during the week, but it's nice. We're going to get back to some cool temperatures this weekend. But you know what? I'll take 83 in November, any day of the week, versus it being up north. But it's okay because cool weather is nice as well. So, Fuji, just I know you're about to go into the cold tundra out there in Denver, but it's okay. Listen, I'll send you hmm. some warmth. I'll just shoot it up on that way. That way, at least you can have it.
1: Hey, the weekend's supposed to be in the 60s out in the mile high city. So,
0: Trust me. It's going nice. yeah, to be nice. Listen, no worries. It's going to be really nice. So, uh, and uh, you know what? We'll get into some some stories here a little bit later as far as uh, Cam Newton and OBJ, but uh, bringing us some Tampa flavor here. And if you guys, let me bring up, hold on. Let me, let me do my due diligence here. Let me bring up Dylan. Dylan, I want to show what you guys can do as far as to give the man some love, just like we do with everyone else here on the show if you guys don't mind and we would love and appreciate it follow dylan okay on his twitter handle and i'll spell it out for you guys m-i-c-d-u-p-d-s-p-a-u and i'll let him explain it once he comes up but again m-i-c-d-u-p-d-s-p-a-u that is dylan Spaulding, our newest member of the team here and with that being said it is dylan right there dylan how are you this evening
2: I'm doing great, guys. I mean, man, that was an incredible intro. I got to use that for like my podcast episodes (laughs) when I do weekly. But uh, I appreciate Angel and uh, Fuji. Great to be on here with you guys. And uh, I'm ready to talk some sports here in Tampa, man. Tampa, it's booming. We got the LPGA going on this weekend. We got lightning hockey going on. Bucks football is back from a bye week. I can't wait. This is like I'm fired up right now.
1: Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Welcome to the show.
2: You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And, uh, and Angel, you did. A, I just want to say you did a great uh, ve- Veterans Day kind of introduction. And I do want to say as well, uh, you know, a happy Veterans Day to all our current servicemen and women and all our past servicemen and women as well. I have some family who had served in the military, so I uh, very, very much appreciate the uh, men and women who serve our country every day.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. I I appreciate it. And it's my, so there's two big days of the year that I absolutely love. One, I was being veterans day. The other one being the 4th of July, my birthday, to me, it doesn't matter. I I'm, I'm fortunate because my mom and dad made me, but I don't take it to the extreme like everybody else. I veterans day, 4th of July, my two big days of the year that I absolutely love. So uh, thank you. And, And again, thanks to your family and friends for, for their service as well. Uh, Fuji was in McHale's Navy in case anybody wanted to know. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's all right. Really, <laughs> I forgot I was in there. <laughs> Must
1: have been sleeping.
0: <laughs> but, uh, I see a couple of comments coming in here. And by the way, uh, just so that I don't forget, we are live from the LG direct sales solution studios. And if you guys need any credit card terminals or payment solutions, make sure you go to lgdirect.net. That's lgdirect.net net uh kathleen starts it off here with uh, fly eagles fly by the way eagles mania thanks to those guys oh and, and by the way uh kathleen and if you guys uh remind me i uh, will replay back rich bridges message with kathleen that we're out at the link on sunday about the turkey drive that they got going on so i'll make sure i I'll, I'll squeeze that into the show as well uh kathleen says thank you for your service to all our veterans uh, we appreciate it. Thank you for your service, Angel Brick. I appreciate it. Rick, a great, great member of the of the show here who's been around with us for a while. Hey fam, go birds. Fuji, did you pick the Eagles? Yeah. <laughs> no. No.
1: The
0: Chargers. Yeah. No, didn't happen, Kathleen. Not at that time. Tom Tara, how are you guys? Thank you for tuning in. We do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, no, he didn't. Fuji, Fuji decided to go against the green, but it's okay. You know, it, listen, it the Eagles, I will say. For the most part, they hung in there. It, it wasn't a bad game. Penalties were, were a ton, I will say that much, but not bad overall. It could have been a lot worse. They came off that big win off the Lions and could have almost pulled off the victory, but came up short, and it's okay. It's a brand new week. We'll move on to Denver, and we'll see how it all plays out in Denver. So, Fuji, I know you picked, obviously, the Chargers last week. None of us hope that you did, but I'm going to blame you on this one. I'm going to blame you for going against the grain for two weeks in a Darn. row. Because mm-hmm. even Dylan picked the Eagles. And week. Dylan's not even an Eagles fan. He picked the Eagles.
1: I, I ate crow last week before.
0: Okay. We'll see. Man, man, listen, it's a brand new week again. We'll see. But I know uh, you did say, though, your itinerary for tomorrow is uh, at o Dark 30 Yes, sir. I'm Rise at a few words tonight. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, be rise and shine, all right. Anyways, uh, again, thanks to yeah, everyone for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks to everyone again who served. Uh, before we start getting into it, I do want to play, as I stated, the video here from the Philadelphia Eagles as far as the salute to service, because again, it means a lot to me and to a lot of people out there. So. Uh, You guys, we will see you here in about uh, three minutes of some
3: change.
4: Salute to Service is a 365-day initiative. But every year, the NFL dedicates the month of November to drive its mission of honoring, empowering, and connecting our service members, veterans, and their families. Well, the Eagles kicked off Salute to Service week leading up to Sunday's game against the LA Chargers as a way to honor our heroes. The week got underway with a virtual visit to the VA Medical Center. Eagles players, assistant head coach Jamal Singleton, and Toyota were able to chat with patients treating at the hospital and express their gratitude towards those who've made the ultimate sacrifice. We're
1: in the next location.
4: Some
1: huge Eagles
4: fans in here. Then it was on to military movie night. The doors of the tour club at Lincoln Financial Field open to military members and their families to enjoy a special evening of delightful food provided by our friends at Campbell's Chunky, as well as treats and a private movie watching experience. And the military look forward to this week every year. They look for opportunities for this because it just, it boosts the morale of our military. Eagles legend Barrett Brooks, who grew up in a military family, was on hand to offer his support to a cause near and dear to his heart.
5: Just being a part of, you know, everything that Philly has to offer. Philly has loved me and why not love them back? Being here, they see that the organization cares, the Eagles organization cares, and also there are people around that can help them and, and, and know that they're cared for also.
3: So we're very grateful that the Eagles allow us to enjoy time with them, with our families, to watch the movie, to spend time with our kids. They're the embodiment of what it means to support their community.
4: On Friday, Toyota invited VA hospital veterans to Lincoln Financial Field for a behind-the-scenes tour of the stadium. The tour made stops in the Fox Bet Lounge, interview room, Eagles locker room, and of course, the field. The
0: ultimate sacrifices that our men and women who serve in the military and the armed forces, the commitment that they put and, and, and the sacrifices they
1: make, I think that this is a tremendous opportunity for us to come and just break bread with our fellow uh, comrades with Air Force, Army, Navy, Marines. It's just a spectacular event for all of us just to get together.
4: As the group made their way through the home team tunnel, Jordan Milata, Anthony Harris, and West Point graduate Brett Toth. We're waiting to greet the veterans.
0: We recognize the, the sacrifice that veterans have made uh, and want to make sure that they're recognized for that uh, and that they're appreciated, know they're appreciated.
4: This is so uplifting. This is a blessed day. This is a gift.
5: I'm grateful. This is uh, one of the better days of my life, and I've had an unimaginable
4: life. So I thank you. I thank you, Eagles. Super excited. A little speechless at the same time <laughs> and super nervous with the help of Waste Masters, the week wrapped up with a special Air Force retirement ceremony for Master Sergeant Betsy Bonilla at Lincoln Financial Field distinguished guests friends and family of Master Sergeant Betsy Bonilla welcome to today's ceremony Master Sergeant Betsy Bonilla entered the Air Force in February of 1998 And over the last 23 years, she has collected many major awards, decorations and other achievements. I felt blessed, very overwhelmed. Um, Just surprised to the point that they even say yes, they even allow something like this to happen. So I'm very thankful for the Eagles and of course my family to help me make this happen. You might even recognize Master Sergeant Betsy Bonilla as she announced the Eagles fourth round draft pick from Dover Air Base in 2019. Betsy has always been an Eagles fan and she says the team helped her stay connected with family and friends while she served overseas. And it's always been definitely, a, just a big way to keep the family together, keep in contact every Sunday. It's like family time, mandatory, and really good friends as well. So I have a lot of friends here that are also in the military. Some of them are retired, gotten out from the other branches, and that's always been a connector. So we all connect just through football, through the Eagles, and then this is just our home. This is where our heart is.
0: Once again, the, the big honors that you end up getting, and, and you can get a lot of don't give me medals, awards, you can get them all for the military. When you're acknowledged from your own hometown, believe it or not, that means more than anything else in the world because that means that the folks that believe in you and support you while you're deployed or anywhere you go, it means a lot more than a lot of times the military offers you. And don't get me wrong, I you know, you you can get the bronze star, you can get a gold star, you can uh, your valor for service but there's nothing like getting acknowledged from your hometown. So thanks to the Eagles who were able to honor the men and women that they just had in that video. And again, thanks to everyone who served our country. We really do appreciate it as I see waiting in the green room. And I think uh, Kevin already had apparently already a plane right out there to Denver. I think he's going to meet Fuji. So Kevin hang out for one second. I'll do the same for you as I do it for everybody else here. If you guys want to follow here, orange weekly podcast, as you guys can see right there at Twitter. Just look for at Orange Weekly, Orange Weekly Podcast with Kevin Danino. And with that being said, we will introduce the man himself right there. Kevin, how are you this evening?
5: I'm great, man. I'm great. Hey, thanks all of you for having me on. This is uh, It's always fun to hop on other podcasts and uh, do some cross-collaboration and whatnot, dude. Thanks oh, yeah. for coming on. Appreciate it
0: it's always a it, it's always a lot of fun that's it see for us the way we like to just like you said we like to have fun with everybody like if invite other podcasts on so we can you know cut it up with everyone else oh, and then yeah. keep that relationship going because you never know sometimes you're going to do another show just because and then this year we actually had a uh pre-draft one and we ended up having fun with that one so believe me it won't be the last time kevin you'll be on
5: awesome Not i look forward to it
0: <laughs> no problem and i got a couple of more comments here i'm going to Bring up before we get uh, hot and heavy into, I see Kathleen. She says, Sirianni finally stuck with the running game, which he did. Tom says that the Eagles defense can't stop anyone. Uh, We hope. We hope that it changes. Kathleen, we ran the ball. And for Gannon there, obviously trying to somewhat step up. Got to give Gannon a little bit of credit. And Rick said, just got back from Vegas and we had to pull and had to travel through Denver. Eagles fans already arriving there at the airport. Put the kibosh on Denver Broncos sticker that I saw. (laughs) no and and we know thank you Kathleen I appreciate uh listen we know that Kevin if if I'm pretty sure you've probably seen Eagles fan come if not if you've been somewhere they do travel in thousands not hundreds in thousands and that Eagles chant will go all weekend long leading up to the game so hopefully everybody out there in my city is ready for it
5: hey I'm just hoping it's not as bad as uh you know what the Broncos uh what us Broncos fans did in Dallas this last weekend um, I think it was one of our defensive players in the fourth quarter. Was hyping up the Broncos fans on the field, you know, telling them we were so loud that, um, you know, you never see the the opposing player, an opposing player, uh, try to get the, the crowd louder because they're chanting for you. Um, and so it's we're going to try and be uh, louder than the uh, the Eagles fans, but I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of them out there, so it's going
0: to be a good game. Oh yeah, Greg um, food. I
5: was
1: going to uh, say actually leaving here at 6:15 in the morning so nice. I'll be out there I'll be out there 8:30 your time looking forward to Yeah man to hell, to hell of the town I was out, actually out there about 20 years ago so I'm sure That's it's grown leaps and changed downs a little since, bit but, Um <laughs> just to dive right into the game I mean what's the take of uh Von Miller being traded for a second and third round pick to the, to the Rams
5: Sure uh so I think you know it started off with um a lot of just that shock you know when you have that the the face of the franchise suddenly gone i mean there's no other way to react other than just holy crap like did that just happen you know uh initially we didn't know what we were getting for it other than he was going to the rams right so as we got word that we were getting those those that second round pick third round pick for him um it made sense. You know, Vaughn's contract is coming up at the end of the year. Um, Probably weren't going to resign him. So if we wanted for us, if we wanted to get anything for him, now was the time to do it on the other side, you know, ton of respect for Vaughn. I mean, everything he's not done, not only for the team, but the community as well. Uh, This is a, grade a player grade a person uh and so wanting him to or you know allowing him to go somewhere where he has a chance to win another super bowl before he retires uh let's face it guys it's not going to be with denver um, you know, he probably has three or four good years left. I don't see Denver being in position the next three to four years to being serious Super Bowl contenders. So, um, you know, best of luck to him. Um, you know, I, I totally expect that when he is ready to retire, he'll sign that one day contract with the Broncos again, just to retire as a Bronco. But, um, you know, some people are still really upset at it, but I think the majority of us, uh, you know, it, it makes sense from a business standpoint and wish him all the best. So.
1: As far as uh, the Broncos' defense, I know they're kind of like flying under the radar, but I believe, aren't they like second overall in defense in the NFL?
5: So, uh, according to pro football focus, uh, overall, we're actually kind of down there a little bit. And we uh, ranked 20th, but that, um, you know, we had those those four games that we just absolutely – couldn't do anything right uh so coming out of the gate winning those three games in a row was was huge uh obviously against like the worst teams in the league but um we just couldn't do anything i mean we made um nobody's look really really good and so i think that's what really hurt us now what we've seen over the last two weeks has really shown uh movement in the right direction um you look back to a couple of weeks ago where the broncos played uh the washington football team I mean, you want to talk about an ugly ugly game for anyone who didn't see it don't don't watch it it was bad it was ugly right it was a defensive battle Um, but our defense showed up uh, and really held their own and then you see what they did last week against Dallas so I think they're on the up and up Um, there's uh, you know there's some weak areas we've been hurting I think a lot with our uh, inside linebackers going down early in the season Um, Josie Jewell especially um, and uh, Kareem Jackson those guys getting injured for the season that hurt us a ton Uh, but we've been able to bring in guys like Kenny Young, uh, who have really stepped up to fill that role. And I think that's where you see over the last two weeks uh, the, the defense trending in the right direction again.
1: What's the status of Justin Simmons? Is he still necked up or is uh, possibly coming back?
5: Simmons is good. He was out there last week. Uh, he made one of the big fourth down stops um, that uh, the Dallas tried to run early in the game, uh, came down there and filled the gap. So uh, Simmons, you know, they're... There's, there was a lot of talk early on in the season, especially during that four game losing skid we were on that, you know, what, what is Justin doing? You know, he's not really in, in in coverage very well. You know, he's letting a lot of big plays past them. Um, but it seems like again, over the last two weeks, something has clicked where he's really turned things around. He had two interceptions against Washington. So, uh, and then a big, at least one big play last week, if not a couple. So, um, you know, he's, he's back to being healthy. Now the big one is uh, Patrick Sertan, uh, who, you know, big relief that, uh, he, uh, he had a knee injury and thankfully it was only a, um, um, strain or something like that. Uh, it wasn't a, any kind of ligament tear or anything like we originally thought. So he's only going to be miss a couple of weeks, but we are going to be without Pat Sertan out there who, um, has been one of, you know, next to Justin Simmons, uh, those two have been locking it down back there. So without him, it's going to be uh, a definite question mark of, you know, can we, uh, Protect those those long plays that I'm sure the Eagles you guys are going to try to to get over on us. I was hoping
1: to be Patrick Sertan going up against Devontae Smith. Yeah,
5: that That would be that would have been a hell of a matchup.
1: That would have been
5: a hell of a matchup. Yep, not this year.
1: (laughs) Hopefully, you know, and Jerry Judy. I mean, his status just coming off the IR. What's what's the take of him?
5: uh It's the same thing a lot of uh questions when he was coming off IR how would he do are we going to ease him back in um looking back to this last week um let me pull this up here so he uh, actually had uh, eight targets six receptions for 69 yards um you know he's really gotten back into the mix uh coming off IR it, it was he he was able to bounce back very quickly so um uh, good to see him out there you know it's it's interesting to see Kind of with the the talent we have at wide receiver, you never know who's going to have a big day. Uh, Cortland Sutton only had one reception in the game against the Cowboys. You know, it's one of those situations where, um, you, you know, you you as the Eagles are trying to figure out who are you going to cover. If you cover primarily uh, Cortland Sutton. Well, the odds are that Jerry Judy or Tim Patrick's could be open. If you cover two of them, that third guy is going to be up open, right? So, uh, we have some real skill there, and uh, having Tim, uh, Jared Judy back has definitely helped out a ton in terms of finding that open guy.
1: Well, as far as Noah Fant being probably one of the underrated tight ends in the league, yeah, you know, it seems like he's getting a lot of balls from Teddy Bridgewater.
5: There's been. How do I say this nicely without sounding like I'm dogging on my own team too much? There, uh, we don't, we haven't really been utilizing Noah Fant as well this year. Uh, he has had some, you know, drop passes early on in the season, especially, you know, on some third down conversions that he wasn't able to, uh, you know, convert on. Um, and it seems like we've kind of gone away from him. His blocking just hasn't been there this year. Um, he has the skill set, we've seen him in recent years. Uh, I think he's totally underrated, but uh, for whatever reason, one, we're just not utilizing him. And when we do, he seems to kind of fall flat. So, um, you know, I don't, he didn't have any receptions uh, this last week at all. Um, Albert Okawibinom, Oku- our number two tight end, had four receptions for 25 yards. So uh, he's getting more targets than Noah a fan is actually.
1: Can you touch on the running game of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon? the so way oh. they came out like gangbusters last week against the Ales.
5: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if you if you look at um, uh, having that two-set running back uh, picture is phenomenal, right? Being able to split the time 50-50. Javante Williams, I mean, we traded up in the second round to get him, and what a hell of a steal that that guy is. Uh, he's had 35 missed tackles this year um, or broken tackles this year. He leads the league. Uh, in fact, I think he leads like half of the teams, uh, in total in missed tackles. So this guy is, you know, give him a couple more years and let him develop. He is going to be an absolute beast. Uh, we don't really foresee, uh, the, the Broncos keeping Melvin Gore in this next year, you know? Um, Maybe for one more year, if they can't find someone else, but um, Javante Williams definitely looks like he's going to be the lead back after this next year. And if we can find someone that uh is young as well, and maybe for a little less money that can uh, perform just as well as Melvin Gorin has been, uh, and don't get me wrong, Melvin Gorin has been doing phenomenal as well. He's averaging like 4.4 yards per carry this season, which is, I mean, that alone is fantastic. So, uh, they both have their own skill sets and their own strengths and whatnot, but uh Javante Williams I, I mean he just it takes five six seven eight players to bring him down sometimes man as far as uh
1: Vic Fangio I was tuning into your show great show last night oh you thanks you and your crew um is Vic Fangio on the hot seat this year
5: yes it's very much a playoffs or bust um now the conversation this last week it's man, it's crazy just to see how quickly con- the conversation changes week to week, right? At the, you know, a- after we had lost that fourth game in a row, I mean, everybody is calling for him to be fired right away. We, we beat the, the Washington uh, football team barely, but we beat them. And suddenly it's like, okay, well, hold on. And now we beat Cowboy the Cowboys by a lot. I mean, we didn't let the Cowboys score until there was less than five minutes in the game. Right. So now the conversation is, we're a five and four team. If we, if we're in a position this next year where we're nine and eight, but we don't make the playoffs, we're in that gray area of, we've had a, a, a winning football team for the first time since 2016, but we didn't make the playoffs. So do you really fire the, the first coach that gets you a winning season for the first time in five years uh, just because we didn't make the playoffs um, or do you keep them and hope that you continue to improve? And then, you know, who knows what happens next year, right? Because you know, if we go nine and eight, we're not going to be playing uh, the Jets, the Jags, and the Giants. You know, those those easy, easy teams again next year. We're going to be playing a tougher schedule. So, um, the mindset going into the season, everybody agreed was playoffs or bust. Um, so, I would not be surprised, and, and I think uh, I'd actually be very okay with it if. If we don't get in the playoffs, I don't care what our record is, we need to move on. Um, and I think that's what you saw partly from the Vaughn trade as well, is the GM sending a message saying, look, you're, you're pretty much done uh, unless you make the playoffs. And the odds of making the playoffs uh, at it was four and four at the time are not that great. Um, but I tell you what, this Broncos team that showed up this last Sunday – they can beat pretty much anyone or at least be in, a, in the game really closely. So who knows? I mean, that's the thing with this this Broncos team the last five, six years is we've seen flashes of brilliance under uh, Vance Joseph and Vic, Vic Fangio. We've seen those flashes, but as soon as we see the flash, it's gone. And so a lot of us are very skeptical that, man, we played for the first time in five, six years, the best game the Broncos have played since the Peyton Manning era. Is that going to sustain or it was that just another flash of brilliance that is very quickly going to be overwritten by losses to, we, we still have five divisional games that are being played after the bye week. Uh, and so is that going to be lost, you know, to um, when we, you know, if we lose to Kansas city twice, if we lose to the, the chargers twice uh, you know, that can fall apart very quickly. So um, Vic Fangio is very much on the hot seat and it's going to come down to how we perform in the division.
1: Here's a two part question. Um, steady Bridgewater. The future of the Broncos and is John Elway on the hot seat as well with Vic Fangio?
5: Yeah, so I'll start with the John Elway one. Um, it's a very interesting time in, in Broncos country in that, while uh, starting with the, the ownership issue, the children of Pat Bowen, um have not specifically said they are going to be selling the team. However, you know, years of legal battles. Uh, About three months ago, uh, they canceled a hearing that was scheduled, you know, from a a couple weeks from that time. They they didn't say why, but they essentially dismissed, you know, the lawsuits or whatever. Um, And that has caused everyone to speculate that um, they're going to be selling the team. The uh, the head of the Pat Boland Trust uh, has said that this is his last year which is another indicator that we're selling and we saw John Elway somehow demote himself up you know with the hiring Love of it. George Payton and it's pretty much his like last everyone kind of feels like this is his last year it's his foot out the door uh you know one more year to kind of you know pass the baton over to George Payton and everything so uh, I wouldn't say that that John Elway is on the hot seat other than everyone is expecting him to kind of bow out when the team is sold, which is what we're pretty much everybody is expecting at this point. Um, when it comes to Teddy, no, this is not the guy of the future. Now he is playing so far up to this point, his best uh, career, his best season in his career. I think if he throws for two more passing touchdowns this season, he'll have thrown for the most passing touchdowns in his career. Um, He's, I think, number two in the league when it comes to passer um, or pass percentage, uh, completion percentage, uh, something like that. Uh, Overall, when you average him out, he's about top 15 quarterback. He's not the guy we're looking for in the long term. Um, The draft this next year is a terrible draft for quarterbacks. Uh, So I don't know where we're going to get our quarterback from, whether it's the Aaron Rodgers thing, Russell Wilson. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a whole debacle this offseason. In addition to, are we getting a new coach? What's the ownership thing going to look like? So anyway, it's, it's crazy out here, man.
0: Oh, close. Hang on, Fuji. Hang on to that thought for a second because we talked about Teddy Bridgewater and Aaron Rodgers, and I'm pretty sure our next guest here will love to put his input in there. As he is on the road to victory, I'm going to bring up his Twitter handle just like I do with everyone else here, Jimmy Smith Live, right? So what you guys see here, I want you guys to see, so you can do just like we do here on Broad Street South, on the road to victory with Jimmy Smith, and if you guys want to follow his Twitter handle, it's at OTR2victory, Simple enough, right? On the road to victory, OTR2victory, live with Jimmy Smith, with Jimmy Smith, and with that being said, let's bring in the man himself, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy, how are you this evening?
3: I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Truly a pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Uh, Thank you for having me, and let's get into it. Thanks for coming on, Jim. We appreciate
0: it. So of course. Fuji's been getting Kevin fired up here. And Kevin, if now Kevin, I will say as as Fuji's been asking the questions, Jimmy and Dylan, I, I could be wrong here, but if you look at Kevin's set, right? Kevin looks like he's coming from the GM's office. Like that's the GM himself. <laughs> just the way he's got to set up. So I'm <laughs> practicing. <laughs>
3: he's got at the reel down low.
0: Yeah. Good job by you. So uh sorry, Fuji, continue as you were saying before.
1: Kevin, I want to touch on uh, going back to draft day last year. How close or how true was it that Aaron Rodgers was just about to be a Denver Bronco, or was it just all rumors and hearsay?
5: I think there was uh, there was something that sparked that rumor and that excitement hours before the draft. There was something that happened. Some some someone said something to someone else. Uh, and there was some very serious uh, um, talks going on. I think at, at some level, right? Um, what it came down to is I don't think George Payton in his, what would have been his very first move, essentially his first big move um, was willing to give up as much as uh, what the um, uh, what the Packers wanted. Um, I'm guessing they wanted, two, if not three first round picks and more, you know, and, and Von Miller and Drew Locke and uh, you know, the uh, Peyton Manning's retirement claim or whatever, like it, whatever they want, like it was just way too much. Right. Um, and so, you know, and plus just, I don't think the Packers were really that serious on wanting to trade them. I mean, you saw what they look like with uh, Jordan love out there and they are, they have zero offense right now. And I think that, that scares them. So I don't even see them letting Rogers go, uh, this next year, uh, because of how bad they look right now with, uh, with love at the helm. So, um, I don't, I wish I could tell you how close it was. Uh, it got us all very excited. I'll tell you what, that was some interesting, uh, some talk that we had before the, uh, we were doing our own, uh, draft night show and man, that's Nobody wanted to talk about the draft. Everybody wanted to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, right. we have we have the draft going on right now. Let's talk about this. <laughs> so, right. um, you know, I think there's going to be a play, probably if anything, more for Russell Wilson this next year over Aaron Rodgers. But um, who knows? I could be wrong. I'm not the GM uh, yet. Anyway. Well, no, the, <laughs> the rumors. Play. The rumors of
1: Russell Wilson coming to Philly have were heating up the last couple yep. of weeks, but it's all hearsay.
5: Exactly.
0: Yep. I want to get to uh, one comment here. That's uh, once again. First of all, Joey B always comes out firing, but Rick, out of nowhere, puts down there. Would Denver be interested in taking Ben Simmons and trade for a Broncos cheerleader, Kevin? I don't know if you can make that happen, but you know we're we're trying to get rid of some some dead weight around here.
5: You know what? Uh, I'll I'll ask uh, this next week when I'm at the game. I'll I'll go down there and uh, ask if the cheerleaders wanna wanna move out to uh, to Philadelphia or anything like that. So. <laughs> sure.
3: <laughs> it might be Ben Simmons even... in a cheerleader swap, right? It might you be... know that's fine. Hey, uh,
5: um, it, crazier things have happened, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But I want to get to an interesting question here before we get into Teddy Bridgewater. But speaking of, these, you guys had mentioned Aaron Rodgers here twice, so I want to go around the panel here. Aaron Rodgers, of course, stated that he didn't lie to everyone, which he was asked the question, was he vaccinated now or was he immunized? Sorry. And he said yes. And the way Aaron Rodgers went around it was what? Everyone at one point in their lifetime has been immunized, whether it be in chicken pox, you know, you name it, you know, that someone has at one point. So, of course, he'd go through his protocols. He ended up getting COVID, supposed alleged from either A, Megan safe farm commercials or B, the party that he went to. But nonetheless, he was fined like 14000 I think $765. It was basically, for him, it was like 14 bucks. That's absolutely nothing the Green Bay Packers did not want to deal with that situation because they already dealt with Aaron prior to the season starting. So I would like to know here starting, I guess, Jimmy here, as you entered the uh, the room. So I want to know, does Aaron Rodgers really need to apologize to everybody?
3: I mean, I would if I were him, I would apologize to the Packers fan base and that team. I mean, that's who he owes it to. He doesn't owe me anything or anyone else, but, I mean the NFL probably too uh the people that are paying all that money and look it's a lot of money I you know we talk about that's you know chump change to them but still you know they're getting paid to do a certain job and no matter what you know people always come back to you you know it's about the game well you are hindering your football team they could have had certain things in place you know you talk about there was trade interest from teams like the Broncos. So many teams interested. It's like, maybe they pull the trigger if they know he's not going to get vaccinated, but he goes about it in a way where he definitely, you know, telling a white lie by, Oh, Oh, I was know. It's like, yeah. Okay. Well, it's like when you ask your kid, like, Oh, did you wipe your butt? Well, I wiped my butt last week. And I was like, well, today we got to do it again there, little buddy. So, I mean, I-, I think that was definitely a dirty move by him. Um, it definitely did my fantasy team dirty. So oh, I yeah, was, uh, too. I was not prepared. This is the first year I was like, no, I'm going to take their advice. Go one quarterback. You know, huh? that was the dumbest thing I've ever done played Mike white. Then he gets hurt. So I think he owes his team an apology, man, Aaron Rodgers. Um, that's, it's kind of messed up. You know, you've already got a pretty awkward situation going on there. So.
0: Yeah, interesting enough. Uh, Dylan, I know you've been pretty quiet. Cause we haven't gotten to Tampa stuff yet, but I would like to know from you as well when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the apology.
2: So here's my opinion on it. I think he at least owes his team an apology. In my opinion, I think, you know, to be put in that situation where he ends up not playing on Sunday and pretty much costs the Green Bay Packers a chance at winning the game against the Chiefs, which is a huge game. Like, even though it's a – you know, interconference battle between AFC and NFC. It's still a very massive game. It's nationally televised. I mean, there's a lot of things that ride on that game, and I think at least to apologize to your teammates, I think that's going to be the huge thing. But Aaron Rodgers, at this point, he wants to get out of Green Bay. I mean, it's still his. It's 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 in the back of his mind, and this is going to be one of the ways that he's going to use to try and get out of Green Bay is he's going to use this thing that happened in, during the season with the whole immunization thing and it's it's going to end up happening where he's going to leave Green Bay. And this is going to be a part of, you know, why he left Green Bay and a part of the trade stuff. It, it's, it's a, it's a unraveling situation with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. I mean, he's on Pat McAfee every week, speaking his own mind. I mean, if he was doing yeah. that, uh, he could do anything. So yeah, I think he's a, uh, it's, it's a tough situation
5: for, for Aaron Rodgers. and really more so the Green Bay Packers.
0: True. Kevin.
5: Yeah. I kind of just reiterating what all of you have said so far, you know, for me, it's none of my business. I, I don't, I don't want, I, I don't even know why they asked the players that like, do you are already on an international, you know, international stage, race, whatever you say is broadcast out there for everyone to hear. Um, I think it's kind of a crappy question to ask. Like, look, you're playing in the NFL. There's the NFL player, uh, NFL uh, PA um, agreement with the NFL that you have to get vaccinated. You have to do all this stuff. Right. I'm going to assume you're vaccinated. Um, and if you're not, then obviously there are those, there are those consequences. And just like uh, I will say, you know, he doesn't need to apologize to me, um, but yeah, his fan base, um, I mean, kind of to me because of my fantasy team, uh, yeah, right. totally got screwed over there. <laughs> um, I, I was like, you know what? I think Jordan Love could uh, play well against this terrible Kansas City team that they've been doing, right? So I was like, you know what? I'm all in on this. I don't normally take chances, but I'm going to take this chance. And, man, did uh, I, I paid for that one sorely. We so. both paid. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> he's listening, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. It's okay. The Broncos all listen to our show, too. I totally understand. Um, but uh, so, yeah, apologize to the team. Like, that's really who he has to answer to. He has to be around them every day. He's the, he's the leader of the team, um, whether he wants out or not. I mean, they're looking to him. So that's really who he has to answer to. Um, but, uh, um, that's kind of where I stand. to me, if it can, when it comes to, uh, him coming to Denver, possibly it doesn't change, you know, my feelings on it. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it did happen, I'd still be excited. Um, so it'd be quite yeah, the upgrade,
0: true. uh, Fuji <laughs> yeah. Before, yeah, it's true. Fuji, before I get to, uh, to your answer here. Uh, Joey B, of course, has a reminder for you that one mirror light at altitude equals three mirror lights ah, at sea level. Ah, ah.
1: <laughs> about a case.
3: About That's
0: 24. great. <laughs> yeah. He'll get there. He also no. tells you they Rocky Mountain oysters and so not oysters.
3: <laughs> Spicy in the chat. Um, I love it. Very, very aware of that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so, uh, what say you, Fuji, about Aaron Rodgers?
1: It's Aaron Rodgers. It's H- I mean, he. Had- it was a responsibility to his fan base, and endangerment to his team and coaches. And the thing of it is, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like the past year, with all this stuff going on, he's just under a microscope. No matter what he says, what he does, how he wears his hair, if he shaves, if he doesn't shave, it's the guy's That's just. True. No matter what the guy does, it's it's like he, you know everybody goes through with a fine tooth comb. It's. It's so what it is. Let the man just get back to football. Yep. And, you know, what do you got, Seattle and uh Green Bay this week? Right. You know the NFL wants those ratings. So Aaron Rodgers, I would say, will be yep. back under center going up against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks come yep. Sunday night. It's all about <laughs> the money anyway.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, so, because but, you're, you're not going to – but whoever thought that Jordan Love was just going to come in and and just end up taking over, you were sadly mistaken. Because and nothing against Jordan Love, don't get me wrong, but you were you're not going to have the guy didn't take any reps with the first team. So how do you expect for Jordan Love to come in here and be the savior for one week? And then you're going to hear it's funny how you hear both sides. One is that you'll hear from some networks that oh they just don't believe in Jordan Love. Well, Jordan Love himself said it. If he's not getting first team reps, how do you expect him to go out there and win a game? He hung in there. I'll give the kid that much, but it's going to take a while. And if Aaron Rodgers decided to step away, then yeah, then Jordan Love's going to get obviously a lot of time during the offseason, during mini camps, during the OTAs. And then we'll talk next season about it. But even I think that, you know, the Packers, fun, uh, Packers uh, podcast will tell you the same exact thing. There's no way. If Wayne Henderson was on with us tonight, he would say the same exact thing. You can't expect for Jordan Love to come out here and just knock the pickskin off the ball there from from just one game out. So I, I just don't see it, and neither do the Packers fans. By the way, thanks to 98.5 WXPM, 98.5 FM, out there in Royals for Spring City and Pottstown. If you guys love to listen to them for retro radio, tune in your dial to 98.5 FM on your radio dial and or go to WXPM.org. Once again, WXPM.org and if you guys can see it's powered by my tuner so thanks to wxpm for making us live here tonight for the first time for us at least in our short time podcast history and for believing in us and again what a group to do it with tonight with jimmy smith from on the road to victory with kevin uh, dandino from orange weekly podcast and of course dylan spawning our new local tampa correspondent so and Fuji doesn't need any introduction because he keeps going the opposite way, but it's okay. We we love the Godfather. And it's all right. It happens. But <clears throat> listen, there's a, this week we just found out as well, or even today the breaking news was as we'll kind of switch it up here a little bit and we're going to get into some more Eagle stuff here, Jimmy. So give me a second, but Cam Newton, imagine that he gets the call back from the Carolina Panthers after Carolina told him, thanks for your service, but we don't need you anymore. Then sign them back for a one year, $10 million deal million guaranteed, and then a $1.5 million uh, roster sign-on bonus. So he's looking at $6 and if he plays, obviously, until the end of the season, which I want to see why not, because I don't think Sam Darnold is going to be the future of the Panthers, even though they did pick up his fifth-year option during his rookie contract for $18.85 million. So Sam Darnold being injured, uh, Matt Rule being the new head coach, I think you go into desperation mode, call me nuts, but you bring back Cam Newton, which may not be a bad thing because he was staying at home and Cam seemed to be, you know, happy and content with being back in Carolina. Does anyone believe that Cam Newton stays with Carolina past 2021 season?
5: Uh, no, I personally wouldn't think that he'd have to do a lot to yeah. to earn that. Um, I think this is a very much just a please come save us this from the season so we don't absolutely tank. Yeah. Um, but with everything else that's gone on and and is you know, I can't see them saying yeah stick around for good again you know, Um I could be wrong. Maybe he goes out there and he just absolutely lights it up and and does phenomenal. Um, but I just don't see that happening. So.
3: I think for me, uh, Cam Newton, uh, what a, it'll be a great story, right? If he does a great job and I, I really hope that he does and I hope the best for him. And you know, that's a team. The reason they make a move like that, you look at the position they're in. it's like, Oh, they're struggling a little, you know, Darnold's out, but they've got the pieces that are there. And what's going on is the injuries. Christian McCaffrey just came back. So you have that piece right there. That's one of the best players in the NFL. Obviously that's going to help Cam Newton immensely, but You've got a good tight end. They just traded for Dan Arnold. They've got good wide receivers. And that defense, man, when they, uh, dude, I mean, you saw what they did with the Patriots. I thought, you know, unfortunately what happened to Brian Burns, that's unfortunate, but that defense is still really nasty. So they're in win now mode. So is it really a downgrade? Sam Darnold is not a great quarterback. So you right. got Cam Newton. He's beloved. Maybe he gets a spark. You gave him an incentive. Yo, go out, make $4 million more million make the fans love you, get your goodbye into the sunset with the Panthers, maybe take into to the playoffs, a little run, that'd be fun, but I think they definitely need to address in the draft going after a quarterback. So, if he does good, maybe he comes back as a veteran to help out, but I don't know, that'd be wild to see him back again.
0: That, uh, that it would be. And so, Jimmy, I, I want to go back to you here in the Eagles for a second, and, and obviously we saw the, the week before, Eagles took care of business with Detroit 44-7. to Last week, they hung tight with the Chargers, came up short. Uh, once again, the secondary and the linebackers look like they took a step back from the week prior, but even still end up hanging in there. Jalen Hurts still scrambling out of the pocket. We understand he's still the leading rusher, go figure, for the Eagles this season. If you had to give this team at this point any kind of passing grade, and coming from you, one of the great ones here, i like to know your thoughts as far as what kind of grade would you give this team and how much hope do we still have for Jalen Hurts and the rest of this Eagles season as we're not coming up on a second half of the season?
3: Oh, great questions there, Angel. Look, let's be real here. For me, going into this season, I, I literally said it, and this is crazy for me. You know, as Eagles fans, we are nuts. We put so much into our team. And for me, it was like, all right, I'm not going to do it because of health reasons, because of my sanity. I'm going to try to temper my expectations this year. As hard as that's been, because I was like, look, it's going to be bumpy roads. We'll be fine, right? I'll be able to hit. Yeah, I've made the joke. It feels like we are off-roading in a Prius right now. It does not feel good. So <laughs> that's how I felt at you know about three weeks ago. I did not like it. I was a little concerned. Because what I want to see is growth. It's not really about wins and losses for me this year because I know that it's a new head coach, new coordinators, all kinds of new stuff. We've got all these different offensive lines, and I'm not trying to make excuses, but I am trying to put things into context for myself to not let myself get let down. Now we're at 3-6, and and it makes more sense. So you look at things, and you're like, what do I want for the second half? It's the same thing I wanted the past few weeks. I wanted to see growth. So against the Lions, you know, oh, it's just the Lions. Well, I said, if we can get a 25-point win, If we can put up plus 30 points, I will feel great. We put up 44 points, beat them by 38, 44-6. What a beautiful game, but it's just the Lions, right? So you go against the Chargers. You better not get away from that run. You have to run the ball to make things easier for Jalen Hurts. You cannot have that guy throwing the ball 30 plus times. He needs work. He is someone that needs developed. We all knew that coming into this season. This is his 13th game. He's had nine different starting offensive lines. We don't run the ball for most of the season until the past couple of weeks. So it's been really hard to gauge what's going on. Sure. He's missed some wide open throws, but I also watch Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen. These guys miss wide open throws. These are things that need to be worked on. We know that. But he has the talent. He has the leadership. He has that drive that gets me excited. And he does, like, in the second half. Wow. If he plays like that, he's unstoppable. The first half, you see those couple missed throws, and you're like, damn. But it's his 13th game, right? I mean, a full season is 16 games. We all know that. Well, 17 now. So I think that we got to give him at least that. I don't know if the Eagles give him more than that. But we got to see the end of the season. Obviously, he's going to get 20-plus. We'll get to see what he's got. I do have hope in Jalen Hurts. I think what you've seen when we start running the ball, things get easier. Now we need Ragger to step up, Walker to step up. Devontae is amazing, but get this offense working. I think what's going to be huge is the fact that Tyree Jackson was taken off IR. You get that 13 personnel rolling, that dude eating across the middle. Jalen Hurts did hit the middle and the left side of the field this past week, which was impressive. I saw growth there. So across the field, now we've got more weapons, bigger weapons. Keep utilizing these weapons and keep growing this offense. So all I want to see is each week this team growing, fighting. I don't want the Cowboys kind of lost. I don't want it to get away from us. We're getting smacked in the mouth. And you're like, what just happened, man? You got to go out and fight. That's what I want to see the coach instilling into his young players, them learning, and, you know, the coaches being able to adjust. And Jonathan Gannon has not necessarily been doing that. And one of the things I've been saying the past few days is, you know, well, you know, some people want to take one side, some take the other. Well, he doesn't have the right players for the scheme. Well, let me tell you something. If you don't have the right players for the scheme, you don't have the right scheme. So change your scheme and accentuate to your player skill sets. Like you said, you were going to before the season even started. So accentuate the player skill sets, go out and figure it out. Maybe more four, three than this three, four you're doing. You're dropping Fletcher Cox in coverage. Like, give me a break, dude. So, Come out here with a better game plan, and if it's not working, then learn how to adjust your game plan. Uh, A lot of times I just see a lot of just rookie mistakes from not just players but coaches. So concerned, but I'll give so far, I'll give it a C-plus this season just because, and, you know, I might even give it a B-minus because it's what I've expected. I expected it to be rough, so I'm not really let down, but it does suck losing, guys. I hate losing, and I just want to see more growth. So what I want is this easy schedule coming up, I want to see us get, like, four or five wins. Then I think that there is a lot of confidence to build for these young guys. still got three first-round picks next year. Lots of cap space. You build on that. You hope that Howie has another good draft. I know that it's Howie, but we got to just hope he has one more good one. And uh, this team could be headed in the right direction. So I do have hope for the future, and I do have hope for Sirianni and Hurts. Wilson, well, uh,
0: Right, let me get one one thing in here before we end up, because uh, we got about eight minutes, seven minutes to go now here on uh, WXPM. By the way, you guys, as, as I see the comment I came in here from Redline Radio LLC to Dave Wallencheck, Lee Money, Lex Vegas, uh, Timothy, who else? Chipper. To those guys out there, Redline Radio LLC, you guys can watch our show also from the Cleveland, Ohio area, from the western side of P.A., Pretty much the northern region up there and even the Midwest region. Thanks to Redline Radio LLC as we are on their network tonight on Redline Banner. So you guys can check them out. Also, with that being said, you guys can catch one or the better shows on Sunday night from 7 to 9 o'clock. Steel City Renegades, which I have been welcomed to be one of the hosts there on Steel City Renegades. And we can hear us live Sunday nights from 7 to 9 On Steel City Renegades, Dave Wallencheck, Lee Money, Chipper. Uh, Dave's nephew is filling in this weekend for Dave as he will be in Vegas out there in L.A. having a lot of fun uh, w- being out there with a the new stadium. Uh, and thanks to Growing Wings, who supports uh, the show as well, out there on Steel City Renegades. So check out that show on Facebook, 7 to 9. I am part of that team as well on Saturday nights and even – or Sunday nights, excuse me. Even though they, yes, they are Steelers fans, we love to talk about the, as they say, the team that plays in First Energy Stadium, which is the Cleveland Browns. And, of course, I represent Broadtree South – the Eagles Fuji before you get any thoughts because I know it's chiming in your head if you're thinking I'm switching. No, okay, diehard Eagles fans. Mm, you're all over as,
1: the map now. Yeah, well, going all over the NFL, aren't you? <laughs>
0: right, listen, it's okay. It happens. Oh, and by the way, and Twitch TV as well. So. Uh, twitch.tv. And again, Dave Wall check those guys. They do it. Check out their lineup, by the way. Go to Redline Radio LLC on their Facebook. Monday through Sunday lineup. As you guys can see, Lex Vegas is on tonight as well on Thursday nights. If you guys want a Vegas style show, check out Lex Vegas. And his show starts just like at our time. We normally start at eight, but he's on at 7:30. So check out Lex Vegas on Thursday nights. Great lineup from top to bottom as they keep adding new guys to Redline Radio LLC. So thanks to those guys for uh for tuning in tonight, we do appreciate it, along with, uh, again, Dave, Lee, Chipper, and the rest of the gang out there. So, Fuji, sorry to interrupt here. As we've got about five minutes left here on WXPM, 98.5 FM radio.
1: Well, I was going to say, since week six, the Eagles have committed the fewest penalties in the NFL.
3: Just to touch on that, Jimmy. Yeah. All- See, and ever since they started running that damn ball, man. It's, exactly. It's a miracle, man. Just wanted to touch on that. I love that,
0: Fuji. Great point. Thank you. up absolutely drew Now, because we have to get our local correspondent here as well as uh, Fuji says, uh, or Joey B yeah. says, it, <laughs> Fuji's actually our Salone Long Lost brother.
3: <laughs> he is, but- dude. Did he tell you guys we ran into each other at the game? We're all the way at the top, dude. And all of a sudden, here yo, yo Jim turn around i'm like dude how am i running into fuji at the time he comes out of me just like steven seagal man i surprised he didn't get a little neck chop, dude love
0: it <laughs> <laughs> It happens but i tell you what jimmy you've been great because it that what you just said the last i feel like i can suit up right now and go play for the birds just That's with what you say the last time so listen I, i'm ready just like everybody else i'm ready and and i can't Even though I love your setup as well, Jimmy, I just, Kevin, it just, I feel like I'm speaking to the general manager. It's just his. It is awesome. Yeah, it is. So very nice job by them as well, Dylan. So we know obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are banged up. We've seen it. Obviously a couple guys are out. Antonio Brown's still out. He's he's uh, so far doesn't have the cast. Still has a boot on his foot. So you have also Gronk being out because of his lower back. Tom Brady, he says he's feeling good. Obviously, they've been so keeping up with his knee and the injury. He had nursed from last year, surgery during the offseason. So we see a lot of moving parts from Tampa Bay. They had a bye week. Uh, not too sure, obviously, when it comes to Tampa Bay, what comes off their bye week. And remembering from last year, if I do remember correctly, they came off a win from their bye week last year. So how bad are the Bucks right now? And what's it look like for them coming up this week against DCU?
2: I think that, honestly, the Bucs are banged up. We obviously know that they have the injuries or guys missing some big pieces. Antonio Brown, obviously, probably being one of the biggest contributors this season. And it's kind of crazy to think, like being a Bucks fan, it's kind of crazy to think that he came back for another season. I thought he was honestly going to be gone. I thought he might have gone and go get maybe a different contract, try to you know maybe establish himself again as the number two, number one receiver. But he's fit in perfectly with this offense, and I think he's really embraced the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization, and it's been really fun to watch him play. But I think with these next two games coming up, you, know, you have a relatively easy schedule before you get to that Bills game. That Bills game, I think for Bucks fans and even for myself, I circled that game in a red marker it's it's right now that's the biggest game on the schedule remaining for the bucks. Maybe other than maybe the saints right now, the saints also have been playing very well as well here Uh, down. I guess you could say down these last couple of games, they've been playing very well, but, uh, I, I like the Bucks' chances these next two weeks. They got a Washington, uh, D- a DCU, as you guys like to say. Um, they got them coming up here this weekend. You know, they're a team that's struggling, they don't really have a set quarterback. The Giants is Daniel Jones their future? Is that the guy who they're going to be relying on for the next couple of years? That's going to be interesting as well <laughs> with the Giants. I hope so, so <laughs> so it's going to be interesting these next two weeks. But I think the Bucs, you know, I think they're in good shape. Even though they have a lot of injuries, I think the way their schedule is, is playing out here these next couple of weeks with some of the lower-tier teams in the NFL, I think the Bucks are in good shape, even with all the injuries.
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, Joey V says, do you have a pirate ship in your backyard? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I do not have a pirate ship. We, uh, If I can get funding for that, I will hope so. Do you I'll have the cannonball?
3: Step brothers, we dude. We'll get the mask, Not, the Wookiee mask.
0: Exactly.
1: Any Tra- any T V twelve jerseys being given
0: up? <laughs> 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 TV 12 Jersey. Listen, by the way, oh boy, for those who are listening over on 98.5 FM, thanks for Uh, We are signing off from there tonight, but thank you for tuning in for the first time with us tonight. The party continues on Facebook and also on south.com. So Thanks to everyone who tuned in tonight. We do appreciate it. We'll see you back again on Sunday. And Thanks again to John for CC for simulcasting show tonight and with goose for helping out with that as well so thank you from 98.5 fm uh we'll bid you a farewell and we'll see you again on sunday but again the party continues here on facebook so uh by the way uh, joey we're not (laughs) going to Boy, Joey, don't don't jump the gun here, Joey. We're not going. Just we're signing off from the radio side. We're not done. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good one. Where to go? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, listen. So, uh, as Fuji stated earlier, that apparently Tampa Bay owes him a Super Bowl trophy. And as I stated here, uh, as Tampa Bay continues to have their little love fest here with with Tom Brady, Tom Brady, of course, doing magical things. Come last year. And who would have thought obviously coming winning a Super Bowl in his own and well, not his hometown, but in Tampa's hometown out there in Ray J. And we the only difference is, and and, and Kevin and, and Jimmy, you can fill in with this one as well. The only difference is, and it's kind of funny, even living here in Tampa for the last three years. So it for us and and Kevin, you can kind of fill in when it comes to Denver, winning a championship in Philly, the last one, the, the most elusive one that we're waiting for in Philly. The entire week leading up to the parade, I've never seen so many people being so happy and exhilarated, and everything else in Philly, where we were to the point where just people were actually like beyond frame, like, hey, what's going on? What's up, fam? You know, hey, coach, this and that. I mean, And people were just ecstatic. It seemed like it lasted, honest to God, and no offense to any Tampa fans listening in tonight, but it seemed like it only lasted for like five minutes in Tampa because it's the next season, you guys are still the defending Super Bowl champions. And it just seems odd where a lot of people don't have the same kind of passion and commitment as they do for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, you know, it seems like the Lightning have the biggest fan base down here in Tampa, even with the Rays. But it just seems like the Bucs fans were like, yeah, we won. Okay, that's cute. We believe in our college teams, you know, USF, you know, Florida. <laughs> but it just, it's odd. Is it just a weird disconnect, Dylan, when it comes to the Tampa Bay fans, or, or is it just the NFL just not as popular as the NCAA? Well, so.
2: I wouldn't say the NFL isn't as popular as the NCAA. I think the NCAA, I mean, the NFL is one of the, it's a global company it's a global brand I mean everybody knows what the NFL is I mean even if you're not an NFL fan you go look at the logo and you know it's the NFL I mean it's it's now they're what are they expanding to Germany now I think next yeah. season so Dang. it's it's a global brand they've had NFL Europe before so again it's a global brand but in my opinion I think uh it it is a little bit of a disconnect for the Buccaneers fans I think you know Buccaneers fans have been so used to these losing seasons, and I've been part of it. I was born in 2002, so I was born right when they won the Super Bowl. I was so young, I don't even remember when they won the Super Bowl. Mm. All I can watch is YouTube videos of when they won the Super Bowl. So I've been through all these terrible seasons with Josh Freeman and Jameis Winston, and um, just terrible seasons. And we've had some seasons where it looked promising. We had that nine and seven season with Winston. I was very, very high on that team. And I was very high with Winston early in his career. But, you know, now with the Bucks winning, it's it's been awesome to be able to celebrate it and stuff. But I do see there is a little bit of a disconnect. I could see where you're coming from on that, Angel, because I think fans are so used to us losing and so used to the team not doing well, especially in the last decade, I would say, here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this is kind of a little bit of a nice thing for them, but I think fans are so used to this losing mentality, but I I think we're in the right track. I think Bruce Arians is a very well-respected head coach, and I think the Bucs are heading in the right direction, and for how long it may be, I don't know. Only time will tell, but I'm I'm excited to see what the future holds for the Bucs, but I I do see a disconnect, though, with some Bucs fans because I think some Bucs fans are, I wouldn't say they're bandwagons because they are loyal Bucs fans, but they jump ship when the team is getting good.
5: Fair. So I, I think, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Um, there
2: you go. Fair with it.
5: I think Tampa and Denver have a little bit of commonality there. Uh, a lot of losing seasons um, and really rough times after John Elway, right? Um, <laughs> Could not find a quarterback, kind of like what we're in right now. Cannot find a quarterback uh, year after year. And then comes along Peyton freaking Manning. Okay. And sure. so all these diehard Broncos fans who are just used to the Broncos losing and you know, maybe we make the playoffs, maybe we don't. Um, but uh, now we have Peyton Manning come along, and we get spoiled very, very quickly. All of a sudden, we are uh, expected to win, right? And it made sense. It was Peyton Manning; like that, it was going to happen. Uh, and so, when we won that Super Bowl, I mean, it was such uh, um, such a big thing. Now, uh, you know, uh, Angel, I see you wearing the army hat. I was uh, Air Force for nine years, so I was uh, down in Georgia Super Bowl year. Um, and congrats yeah, to great winning great. the Air Force Army game this last weekend. Uh, that was a you. close one. Uh, yeah. We'll get you next year, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, y- you know, being able to win a Super Bowl, not just a Super Bowl, but with Peyton Manning, um, being able to to be that team that got him that last one right and in his final ride, um, I think that made it just so much more exciting. Um, but what we've seen since then is fans just being spoiled you know right people having to understand we don't have Peyton manning anymore like this is a very different situation we're in we're going to be struggling and some of it hasn't been you know helped out by some of the decisions john elway has made i mean i don't know how many times they show that that circular graphic of all the quarterbacks that have started since peyton manning left and it depresses me every time i have to go like do a couple shots just to drown my tears. Yeah. And, um, but um, yeah, a lot of people like, you know, as soon as we lose a game, fire everybody, like, hold on, you know, hold, this isn't Absolutely. how it works anymore. So right. it'll be interesting to see how Tampa reacts once, you know, eventually aven- it might be 20 years from now. Eventually Tom Brady will retire. Um, you might win like another 10 Super Bowls before then, but it'll be interesting to see what the what the fan base does after Tom Brady leaves if you're kind of in that same situation where um yeah, you won a Super Bowl and, and you move on quickly because you're expected to win. You have Tom Brady, right? So um, but uh Yeah, I mean, when we won, everybody, all my Broncos fans down there in Georgia were we were just just so ecstatic. So, uh, and I was watching the parade on TV, and I just wanted to be there so badly. Um, But yeah, man. So it'll be interesting to see how how Tampa reacts.
3: I like this conversation. Uh, First, before I go anywhere, I just want to say Happy Veterans Day and thank you guys for your service and everybody out there who's watching. Um, But. Can I pinch myself for a sec? Are we really in a panel talking about Super Bowls? Yeah. That's right. I think <laughs> what the difference here is, ladies and gentlemen, Um, you, you heard it, you know, and great stuff from Dylan and Kev here. You know, they bring it up. They just got two of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever watched in my life. So you ever play a video game and you just you can't beat this level? You know, you're having a hard time. So you're like, F this i'm finding the cheat code i'm beating this effing level so you find the cheat code you put it in you go out and you beat the living hell out of that level the level doesn't even stand a chance And at the end you're like all right that was kind of cool i guess but you know i kind of kind of cheated to get there now not saying tom brady (laughs) to play ball sheet i'm just saying maybe that's how tampa felt and maybe denver felt the same way like you kind of wow, you guys got it, Got lucky. But no, that's great, GM. That's, you know, doing great to get one of the greatest. So I'm just making a joke there. But no, that's awesome. You guys got to watch those guys on your team as much as we want to hate on Tom Brady or whatever, man. Those are two of the greatest. So for me, you know, growing up a diehard Eagles fan, waiting my entire life to see that, you know, took 30 plus years for me and to be on my deathbed to create my own brand and finally be like all right dude do i get to see one like i'll i'll happily let myself die here if you just give me that one and then we won i'm like all right you know i kind of do want to live so i'll keep the brand going so that's where we are and i think that's what it means to eagles fans you know life and death and i'm not saying anything different to broncos or bucks the people that love their team like he said it's nfl it's a worldwide thing when you have passion it could be any sport anything you know but eagles fans are no we're nut jobs. And, you know, I think for me, it was, it was just, it was something, dude, I was at my dad's <laughs> grave that morning, you know what I mean? And then to be there at the parade, just with a thousand, I mean, you're hugging people you've never met in your life. You're crying. Hey, I love you, man. You don't even, you have no idea, but that feeling angel was talking about that was months upon months. And I i know it's a city of brotherly love, but let's not kid ourselves. Not everyone's that friendly all the time. And it was right. literally, it was so beautiful, man. Even you'd wake up chipper, like, ha ha, remind everybody that the Eagles just won the Super, and it was like that, that was something so special. And we had, a, we're not used to it like a lot of those other cities. So I think for us, it was just, we're always so used to, we have been through the Koi netmers, the tie netmers and like yeah. I mean, we have been to the bottom, yeah. Kevin Cobb. Bobby man. Oh, dude, we could sit here forever. <laughs> I mean, and it's just... It's been tough times, but that is one of the greatest moments in my entire life. So I, I'm just happy to be part of this conversation, given my point of view from a Super Bowl with Nick Foles <laughs> taking down one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Tom Brady. If you can't make this up, and we were missing J.P., Sproles, Marigo. So people on offense, defense, what a, they're going to make a movie of that one day. John Hyder is Nick Foles. Can't wait to see it.
1: Well, Jim, you're absolutely right. I mean, look at all the suffering – you know, during the McNabb years, how close we did come, which probably the greatest Eagles are of all time. And sure. Look, Mc, McNabb's hated in this town for what? I mean.
3: Yeah. We were, they, I was spoiled as a team, Fuji, for sure.
1: Right. I mean, Andy Reed put basically made Jeff Lurie a billionaire.
3: Yep. True. Sure. Facts, Fuji. Facts.
1: Going, going down as one of the greatest coaches of all time if Jeff Lurie didn't uh, bring Andy Reid to Philly. So yep. we had a lot of yep. suffering years. I mean, not just talking about our hour, but back in the 70s, the Eagles were a joke. I mean, so my dad would these, always say, you think, you think these Eagles teams were bad? Those teams in, after they won the NFL title in 60, <laughs> just flat out trash. That's I mean, true. They were getting their asses tanded to them by the Cowboys for years. I yep. Dick Vermeil came and then turned it around. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, we've had some bad drafts, some a lot of bad seasons, and you know, like I said, the Eagles are laughing stock of probably one one of the worst in the NFL for
3: some time. And hey, these guys but, have felt it too, though. So that's what's so beautiful right. about yeah, this. Yeah. We're well, all Bucks, talking, you know.
2: Bucks fans, especially. Yeah. Everyone remembers those creamsicle days, zero twenty. We're on Saturday Night Live, getting made fun of. I mean, we free were free win. We were yeah. literally the joke of the NFL. I mean, there's no question. We were awful. Oh. True,
1: it's true. I mean, I yeah. feel for Browns fans. I mean, finally they made it to the playoffs last year. Who knows where they're going now? But you talk oh. about su- suffering
3: franchises
1: for years. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll pretend the Lions don't exist because they'll just always yeah. suffer. They don't.
1: Exactly. They'll
3: always suffer. That's
1: that what you get for not- doing Barry
3: Sanders wrong. Yep. That's that John true. Johnson
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. and Megatron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. by the way dave will check checking in again once from uh from redline radio llc in the house uh dave and thank you for the comment dave uh, i do appreciate it but again dave while checking the rest of the guys here uh redline radio llc great group of guys great lineup there on radio redline radio llc and again still city renegades so you can hear dave minus this week dave If you're still tuned in there uh he was going out to vegas to enjoy not on this show's but hopefully what he hopes for a win out there in Vegas. So he got the opportunity of going out there and he did. Joey B says, I feel sorry for Cleveland fans too. They have to live in Cleveland. Uh, (laughs) LOL. By the way, uh, it, for the comment of the night, Rick had a good one earlier, but holy moly with this one here, as he said, I'm 10, <laughs> I'm 10. I was dying. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and will let my like hair <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Dylan, just to you know, and it's funny because it, again, the reverse side here, Dylan, just to kind of let you know the way it was here in Philly. So the big thing is, as Jimmy had put it out there, you got to understand something when it comes in Tampa fans, I want you guys to understand this. And, and we, we know all the, hit, the heartaches you guys, went through obviously you came into philly for the nfc and NF, uh, championship game and we all remember one particular uh defensive lineman who said brisk brutal right mm-hmm. and ended up winning so we'll never forget those words out of every press conference you can ever remember is warren Sapp stating the words that came out of his mouth because they, everybody was like well it's a cold weather town they're not going to come here when they did it went on and win the super bowl their very first one before winning the second one so dylan you got to understand something one thing is, in Philly, it's it's a, just like Pittsburgh, a blue-collar city. And you talk about years of anguish, years of frustration, years of just wanting to just, I mean, desecrate this team. And then they win it all. And, and honest to God, depending on where you were in Philly that night, it was a shock and disbelief, like, did, that, did it actually – did it happen? Because if everyone remembers that Hail Mary pass that Tom Brady threw into the end zone, everybody's we're waiting out. for that that famous Patriots penalty call. And every, you know, we're then right. we were talking about different things. And I can't stand the one thing that I will say the commentators that night, one person in particular, because the, whole night, huh, the Patriots are going to come back and win this game. and Everybody can celebrate right now. It's the halftime. You know, yeah, everything looks good for Philly right now. Blah. And then at the end, you want to turn the tide. You know what? And you're still not welcome in Philly. I'm not even going to mention a broadcaster's name because he was just dying to be a, a, a diehard Patriots fan. So, Dylan, you get as Jimmy stated, for those of us who have lost family members, friends, you name it, to go to that cemetery the night of winning it and pour one out to your family member, to your friends. It meant so much to that city. We've seen the Sixers do it. The Flyers obviously back to back. Haven't done it since the seventies, but the Flyers have done it. Sixers have done it. Phillies have done it. The ultimate one that we're waiting for. And it finally happens. So then the tides turn as Dylan knows here in Tampa, all of a sudden you get the Tampa Bay lightning win back to back. They start at the first one, right? So you end up winning their second cup, but they win that. Then you follow up with Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl. And then, by the way, Tampa Bay Lightning do it again by winning it back to back. And now, of course, we'll see how who ends up winning this year the Stanley Cup. So Tampa is feeling now what it feels like to be a championship city. And they're, they're going through it. They're having fun. But you don't hear a lot of bragging and boasting and everything else going on here. That's why it's kind of a different field, Dylan, than what it is in Philly compared to down here. But we do see, and I'll go back to Jameis Winston, as you guys had mentioned earlier. And I know, Dylan, you mentioned it as well. He was trying to have that comeback season in New Orleans. Came up short, obviously, facing his former team. Jameis Winston went 30-for-30 30 30 last year with the Bucs. Obviously, doing a lot better, was doing a lot better with New Orleans. For you, I will ask you personally as a fan and as our local correspondent here, did you feel bad when Jameis Winston was pretty much been let go from Tampa Bay and then pretty much re-energized by New Orleans? Or is one of those things as a fan was, okay, well, he did what he was supposed to do, but he just, he wasn't what the organization was hoping for.
2: Well, in my opinion, and, and I'll be honest, I I really had high hopes for Jameis. I'm 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 one of those guys who I really hope Jameis was actually going to say because I think I like having a young quarterback that you can build your franchise off of, and you know you can build a legacy off of. Because Brady, as much as it's so much fun to you know be able to see Brady, and I, I, being a season ticket holder, I'm at every game, so to be able to go into a building like walk into a stadium and you know you're going to get to see Tom Brady, it, it changes a complete room. But as a fan and as a long-term situation, I would have loved to have seen Jameis stay. And unfortunately, the numbers, he had good numbers. But that last season, those interceptions, they just kept adding on. And it just got to a point where we just couldn't take it anymore. We had too good of a team. Our defense played really good that 2019 season. I mean, Shaq Barrett had the year of his career and obviously Kevin you you're very familiar with Shaq Barrett being a former Denver Broncos. So you'd you obviously know what he's able to do. I mean, it was such a special year that 2019 season. And to not have a winning record, to not have a season where, you know, everything looked good, but Jameis was really the big problem. And he ended up being the scapegoat and we had to get rid of him to go to New Orleans. And it's good to see him do well in New Orleans because I do want to see him do well. I, I always say like I would like to see players do well if they leave my team because I I think it's good for the, you know, it will be nice to see them do well in a different city and to do well for themselves somewhere else. And so far, Winston has done that. And Sean Payton's a great head coach. I mean, Sean Payton is a guru. He's a football guru. I mean, he's fun to watch on the sidelines. He's always excited. So I am excited for Winston to see what he can do with new Orleans as much as I don't want to see new Orleans do well. (laughs) It's kind of a tough situation with that, but, uh, I'm very happy for Winston, but, uh, It just the numbers, at least the interceptions, didn't show that he was capable enough to stay with the Tampa Buccaneers, and that's ended up what happening with them.
0: Uh Well, keeping on the the Tampa side here, as we've seen the Lightning, you know, not didn't start off great, but it's very early in the NHL season. Flyers on the opposite side starting off a lot better. Than they ended up last season. So good for the Fly guys because they, they've been doing things. I mean, they surprised me, obviously, because we didn't know what the Flyers have put together here during the offseason. But now finally we get to see them on ice and doing a lot better this season. And we hope, though, and I will say this lightly, we hope that the Flyers continue doing what they're doing. I'm not looking for major streaks. Obviously, we, we see it with the Carolina Hurricanes. They came out, I mean, streaking. But everybody knows and no matter what major sport, when you come out streaking – at the end, when it matters, it's not there because we just go back just three years ago The Tampa Bay Lightning, finished up with the best record in the NHL and wiped four games in the divisional. So, I mean, it, it, not the ways that you want to see things started. And I know for the Avalanche, Kevin, not kind uh, of, again, uh, another another rough start to the season. Yep. Yep. Another rough one. So, you know, it's, a, again, tale of two tales when it comes to a couple different cities as we're all going around here tonight. But Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, Dylan, Again, talked about that they're the more favorable teams here in Tampa. But what do you expect to see from the Lightning? And I'm not even going to as far as not further down the road. Next couple games, how do you believe that the Tampa Bay Lightning will fare out?
2: I think they'll fare out pretty well. They got some games that are upcoming that I think are very winnable. I know in a few weeks we play the Seattle Kraken, They're a brand new team they've been kind of off and on this season. I think the lightning have a good, have some winnable games upcoming here on their schedule. Um, In my opinion, I going into the season, I believe that the lightning, in my opinion, I don't think they were the same team heading into this season. they lost a few players. Yanni Gord was my personally, my favorite to watch. He's just such a, a charismatic enigma to that team, to that lightning organization and to that franchise. So to lose a guy like that in the expansion draft was huge. And, obviously able to lose a couple other players as well with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the remainder of this month goes for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I think they have some winnable games upcoming on their schedule. So I think they could fare very well. But again, I, I getting into the season, I didn't think this team, I I knew they could at least be a playoff team, but I don't think they were going to win a third Stanley Cup. I think this is a completely different team. This is a right. new kind of direction the Lightning are going in. They still have their key pieces. They still have that main core, but a lot of their surrounding Supporting cast has changed a little bit. So I think this lightning team is definitely different. And I think early on I kind of knew there will be some growing pains. This team will, you know, experience some and they look terrible. I mean, I was watching their preseason games. They looked awful during the preseason. They were not the lightning team that I was hoping for. And yeah. obviously it's preseason, but um I'm I'm looking forward to see what they could do here as the month of November here winds down.
0: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Watching them during the preseason, and again, watching both the Flyers and the Lightning. I mean, again. Two different teams at, at playing at two different levels, and the Flyers looked like during the preseason that they were they were on a mission. I will use the term lightly. They were on a mission, but they were getting themselves together. Tampa Bay, I expected for them to be a little bit better during the, during the preseason uh, before we watched the season take off because we know there were some some trades made obviously we lost one to to seattle there to the krakens um but we saw different key pieces happening for the lightning because you can't keep everybody together the bucks got really lucky to be able to keep basically the entire super bowl team together for the most part um but not not seeing where the lightning want to be but again we do have or at least the lightning i keep saying i like if i own the team the lightning do obviously with with cooper behind the helm We'll see the adjustments, how he makes. But, yeah, I I would think at least for the next three games, two out of three should be in a lightning favor. Same with the Flyers. Flyers are looking really good, and I'm hoping they do keep it up because the Flyers, are in for what they put together during the offseason, it shows. And I'm hoping, once again, hoping that the GM continues to make moves when needed be to put the key pieces together to finally get us a championship in Philly since 74-75. It's been a long time coming for the Flyers, and I hope it happens. Uh, Kevin, as far as the abs, it might have to wait just a little bit longer because he just seems like yeah.
5: not, not- it, it, nothing's been going our way this season. I mean, long <laughs> season ahead yet, but four five and one on the season. Uh, like uh like Joey was saying, Mac out now for at least uh, three weeks, if not longer. So yeah, it's not time to turn it around, <laughs> but we gotta turn it around. <laughs>
0: that that they do uh joey b said well mike first of all let me get back to mike here mike who is the president of philly of the south and by the way if you guys travel matter of fact jimmy and or kevin dylan knows at, at this point but tampa joe's down there at anderson road if you guys are coming into town to watch a game by all means go down to tampa joe's Say hello to Mike Klein. He's always kissing babies and uh, doing high fives and all the good fun stuff with uh, Philly of the South. But he is a president for the past twenty six years of the club, originally from the Philly market. So a lot of us that are down here from the Philly area. But if you guys uh, take a look at his Facebook page, here Philly of the South, just like Eagles Mania, uh, the official fan club of Broad Street South is Philly to South. So Mike, we'll see uh, this weekend because I know we're we're going to be doing a live set with uh, ninety eight point five again. So I'll see because of course got to make sure the audio is right. Uh, Joey B says, Kevin, he just followed you on Twitter. Can't wait to listen to your podcast. And then Joey Sharp, the Broncos should beat my Eagles this Sunday. Broncos fans are talking themselves into thinking they got a shot because the Chiefs aren't great this year. That entire division is mediocre to slightly above average. Teddy being great this year is skewed because uh, the only impressive win versus Dallas. I mean, they did win. I, I mean, they did win what they needed against the Jets. But the Broncos are an average team. The Eagles are also a bad team. Joe, by the way, if you guys get a chance, and, and Joe, but put your YouTube handle up there. Joe is a phenomenal singer. I know he's not as far as out there. There's no record deals. Joe does a great job and is constantly sending me stuff back and forth on Messenger. Absolutely great voice. You guys got to listen to some of this stuff. So, Joe, if you're still listening or watching, by all means, put yourself up there. Um, getting ready to close out the show here. We've got about six minutes left. And just to kind of go around this week, around the table. Jimmy, what do we expect as we have Kevin on with us tonight? What do we expect for the Eagles to do this upcoming Sunday?
3: Mm, well, before we get heading out, you keep mentioning Las Vegas, and you keep saying your friend, Dan. So I want to give my best wishes to Dan or Dave, maybe it is, heading Dave? on to Las yep. Vegas. I hope he does not end up on the injury report like Anthony Harris coming back with the hands and groin injury. So have a great time down there, man. But uh, I I think for this Sunday, the Denver Broncos have the ninth uh, – I think they're ninth in the league against the run, right, Kev? I think that they are – people are sleeping on the fact that they've got a pretty good defense. Now they're dealing with some injuries. I'm sure you guys talked about before I was able to jump on. Patrick Chertain being one of them, I think I was really excited about seeing Devontae Smith versus him. So a little bum there. They still got Kyle Fuller, man, and they've got Darby, who we all remember, and I like their safety duo. That's where I really like Justin mm-hmm. Simmons, Kareem Jackson. I like those guys. Um, I I want to see if Malik Reed even plays. I know he's been dealing with an injury too, so they've got some pass rush there. He's a name that's underrated, I think. Uh, But for me, I don't care. I don't care if you're playing, you know, the Patriots, whoever you're playing, you run that ball because you see what it is doing for this entire team. So you have to establish that run. And the one thing we didn't do on defense last week, and obviously that run opens up everything, what I said earlier, you know, for Jalen Hurts, the young receivers got to get going, Tyree Jackson in the middle. So all that stuff on offense, but on defense, man, the Denver Broncos will be without three of their top five offensive linemen two tackles out so you got cam irving and calvin anderson as their tackles now Mm -hmm. you have to attack you have to get pressure on the quarterback you have to get teddy rattled and dude they have a really nasty run game so they're going to continue to pound that rock with javante williams and melvin gordon but it doesn't matter you have to be able to stop the run for once tj edwards seeing it. Advanced amount of snaps, so is Davey and Taylor. Well, let's see these guys do better than Singleton and Wilson. Start wrapping up. Let's get some tackles. Make them one-dimensional. Get after Teddy B. And look, man, they've got great receivers, too, and a tight end. You talk about Noah Fan, Jerry, Judy, Tim, Patrick, and Cortland Sutton. And so not just running backs. So Teddy's got some good pieces around him, but the concern is that offensive line, as Eagles fans, we all know that can be a concern. So got to get some pressure. Uh, that's going to help our secondary immensely against this really good receiving court.
1: Yep. Exactly.
0: Um, Kevin,
5: you said a lot of things that, yeah, uh, we need to run the ball. I mean, it it works for us too. Same things that you guys are looking at saying, Hey, we need to do this more because it works. Same thing for us. We've got to run the ball. We are injured on that offensive line. We can make it up. Um, uh, but uh, hopefully the home field advantage comes in our favor this week. Uh, it'll be a close game. Uh, but uh, I mean, if we stick to the run game, which we've seen our offensive coordinator get away from that, as soon as we're behind by like seven or ten points, and freaks out. It's like, why are you freaking out? Uh, so don't need to throw the ball. Um, you know, so it'll be a it'll be a good game. I will say, you know, just uh, kind of wrap it up uh, on my side. Thanks for having me on. It's been a, it's been great, uh, everyone out there. Um, you, know, you got a great show here and some great uh, some great people. So make sure if you're interested in the Broncos at all, you follow us uh, YouTube twitter facebook i uh, itunes spotify google play we got all that stuff for you guys so uh but uh, it's been fun and uh hope to hope to be, bit, uh, be back eventually man thanks for uh coming on kevin Uh thank you for serving yeah thank you and uh yeah. yeah angel thank you as well man
0: no problem thank you for your service our country we do appreciate it and same jimmy by all means please let everybody know where they can find you as well
3: Oh, for sure. Uh, on the road to victory with Jimmy Smith on YouTube. Uh, he had mentioned earlier, I think it's, yeah, it's down here at the bottom, at OTR2victory. Uh, on. And look, I don't use Facebook and Instagram much. I do have accounts over there, but you'll really be able to contact and interact with me on Twitter and YouTube. That's where I use the most. I try to get everywhere, but that's where I'm most active every single day, going live, whether it's the injury report, transactions, Giving you the stats yesterday, we just did behind enemy lines, went through the entire roster of the Broncos, their stats, their standings, their coaches, all of that. And then we're going to do the roster comparison. So we're going to see who has the better matchups. And then that kind of bleeds into this weekend, top 10. We do that every week, bringing on guests. And, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, I started this, got ill, but I just wanted to share that brotherly love. It was awesome talking to some other guys from other teams, Angel and Mike, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. I can't wait to come on again. This has been great. To all the hilarious fans in the chat, this was seriously a great time. So, appreciate you, you guys. On, yeah. You guys want to keep crazy. You know, I'm crazy. I'm sure you can tell. Uh, but oh, yeah. well, you come check me out, always talking birds. And uh, we'll definitely get some of these guys on the show. Uh, and, and that's just what it's all about, you know, sharing that brotherly love. So, you guys right. are awesome. Thanks again. And thanks to all you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank no, no you. Thank, we appreciate
1: yeah. you coming on, Jim.
3: Yeah,
0: for sure. If not, you know what? We could probably – how about we have a rematch come next week since after the game. We'll talk about what and what went wrong, what went right. So, Kevin, Jimmy, we'll do it again next week. Of course, let's Dylan as well. I'll do that. So, Fuji, we might exclude him now. Fuji might be drunk, <laughs> and he might be stuck out there in Denver. So. <laughs> I was
3: going to say, he's still <laughs> of the mountain
5: out there. Hey,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. Kevin, <laughs> let's hook up if we can.
5: Yeah, I'll hit you up. We'll figure it out.
3: I better be and, getting some pretty awesome pictures sent my way. I just <laughs> want to let you guys – and video, whatever <laughs> – Mm, Fuji, that's your, your soul job for
0: jimmy Fuji. <laughs> but uh hey by the way and, and dylan i know that during the during the baseball season you as well have your own show so it, would you like to let everybody know as well where they can reach you
2: yeah so the uh, flow show pod i cover all things baseball in the state of florida so you guys can find me on instagram I'll, obviously you could do my personal Twitter. Um, And then also I'm on iHeartRadio and I'm on Spotify. So you can check me out of there pretty much anywhere you can find your, your podcast, you can find me. So uh, yeah, I love baseball and I'm always covering it. Even throughout the off season, we got college baseball going on with the fall season right now. And uh, we'll get get going again, hopefully with uh, even more content when it comes during the spring. So I'm excited for baseball season to kick back off again, but uh, I love football season. This is a fun time of year right
1: now. So yeah. Dylan. Yeah. Harper for MVP.
2: Yes, 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 with an exclamation point on it, too. Uh,
0: and okay. by the way, Jimmy, just to let you know, and same way with Kevin, uh, interesting story how Dylan became a Phillies fan. I'll, I'll let Dylan say it. So I became a
2: Phillies fan because I go to a lot of the Clearwater spring training games. So I started becoming a Phillies fan through that. And I also was a big fan of Roy Holiday. That was another reason why I became a Phillies fan as well. So back in 2010, I started really beginning in the baseball. So that's partially why I became a Phillies fan. And obviously, like, I'm a Philly. You'll, you'll see me a lot. I'm, I'm getting a Mike Schmidt jersey. I won a contest. So I, I got a free jersey. So I'll be getting my Mike Schmidt throwback jersey. So I'll hopefully wear that for a podcast here. You you go, that's off. beauty.
3: That's awesome, dude. I used to live in Florida for a little bit, dude. And I, that was the greatest thing about it. I was like, yeah, I still got my Phillies. So Clearwater was definitely a lifesaver. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Sure. yeah. It's a lot of fun. I'm I'm hoping that, listen, enough with the, with this stuff going on in society, bring back the Phillies down here to Clearwater. Cause I'm, I two seasons now I've gone without my Phillies here, two seasons enough. Yeah, I, I, I want everything to get back to normal. So I, I'll just leave that We'll, we'll sneak way, you
3: in over here if you guys can sneak me to Colorado. I'll get in the duffel bag, and then we'll <laughs> bring you guys back here.
1: Hey, you you want to meet me down to the airport. I'll be down <laughs> there work. at 3.30 in the morning. All right. <laughs> taking off at 6.15. I'll be Southwest. flying
3: next to the plane. It's all right. <laughs> and no, by I the way, way you can get
1: there, we'll parachute right you in. Right in the Mile High Stadium. Before it,
3: high, <laughs> power shoot myself and in Denver <laughs> <laughs> before so you to party this weekend in Denver you be safe now but you have a great time gentlemen
0: before I forget because I did say from Eagles Media uh, I want to play because they do have a turkey drive uh, that they're doing all the way up until Thanksgiving so here is that video from Rich Bridge that they made him and Kathleen last week at the link hey everyone I'm Rich Bridge I'm Kathleen Eagles Strong Pebbles Kathleen owns Eagle Strong Facebook group. I own Eagle's Mania, and we are organizing a Thanksgiving turkey drive and a toy drive. If anybody knows, if anybody who needs a family in the area that needs a turkey for Thanksgiving or can use some help with Christmas toys, please let us know. Or if anybody can donate, please message myself, Rich Bridge, or Kathleen Eagle Strong, with Pebbles. And please let us know if anybody can be of any assistance, okay? And have a safe
3: holiday. Fly will fly.
0: Fly was fly. We're tailgating here down in Wells Fargo Center getting ready for the Eagles to beat the uh kick ass on the San Diego Chargers. Everybody have a great day and fly will fly. So uh, the the polar opposite side came out to be obviously we lost. But again, if you guys can reach out to Rich Bridge and or uh, to Kathleen Pebbles on Eagles Mania. Reach out and see what you can donate to help out out there in the affiliate market. Of course, Phil Abundance is always there as well. But make sure for Eagles Mania, reach out. If you guys have toys, food, you name it, please reach out to Eagles Mania on their Facebook page. That way, to get it together. Uh, by the way, two quick comments that I see end up popping in here at the very end. Uh, Robert. Hey, brothers. Robert Keller, by the way, the producer for Goose's Goats has featured on Sundays with us. Up, uh, with Kevin and Goose. Obviously, Robert being the producer and my girlfriend on the other side there. Uh, The Glass, taking care of uh, business, and Lisa Summers that I mentioned, by the way, from Steel City Renegades, Lisa Summers, who is from Growing Wings. So if you guys take a look at Growing Wings, and uh, Lisa, if you're still there before we sign off here, um, exactly where they can find you at, but Lisa Summers, who sponsors Steel City Renegades, and Lisa, thanks for tuning in. By the way, Lisa has picked, just to let you guys know, two weeks back-to-back Eagles, Cleveland fan, if I remember correctly, but she's picked the Eagles as we go through the uh, picks throughout the week on Steel State of Renegades. So, uh, has becoming an Eagles fan. So, My switch from Cleveland to Philly, just to let you guys know. Never know. But anyway, thanks to everyone who tuned in tonight. Thank you to Kevin, to Jimmy, Dylan, obviously, who will be with us from now on as before the baseball season gets underway again. And then Nick will be back with us as soon as he catches a break from Clemson because he has been busy And his entire goal. As I told him from the very beginning, he will always be part of the Broad Street South family, but he's got to take – you know, got to take care of business first. I promised mom and dad to make sure he takes care of business, so he'll he'll be all with us during the holidays, as he would as long as he gets all his work completed. Then he'll be back with us. Then he'll take the hiatus again, but we'll be back with us full time in the spring. So we miss you, Nick. We hope you're doing well out there in Clemson. Obviously, we're dealing as well as he gets his college ops and everything going as well here locally. So thanks. Oh, and Lisa says you never know. So never know. Can I end up becoming an Eagles fan? Go Birds! Exactly. Thanks, Elise, for tuning in, along with Joey B, uh, David Strizak. I saw you earlier out there from Boston, and everybody else. And by the way, thank you for everyone downloading our show, retweeting it, liking, subscribing. We do appreciate it, as we have, truthfully honest to God, and I wish I had the screen up here, the entire country of Brazil tuning in along with Uruguay. Switzerland just started picking us up. Poland. Germany northern ireland ireland russia china out of all places go figure uh, and the other states around here in the u.s so thank you to everyone who's sitting in by the way you can now listen to us on stitcher radio on anchor fm uh and soon on pandora so thanks to everyone who is involved with the show we do appreciate goose's Coach, roberts for tuning in so for jimmy smith for kevin dan dylan I'm not even going to say the godfather because once again, he's going to be... By the way, don't let him fool you, uh, Jimmy, because he's going to be on the bird tomorrow with um, his best friend there. What's your best friend's name there? Come on. No. Come on. The GM, come on. You can say it. Oh,
1: Howie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Him and Howie are taking a private jet. him high five for me now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're taking a private jet at 3 o'clock in the morning. Let me take this job. (laughs) Yeah, don't let him fool you. Again. That's what that's what he was telling me off camera. So that's all right. We'll we'll talk about it afterwards. But anyways, and for Debbie, my producer out there in studio B, again live from. Oh, and I don't can't forget to mention the people who actually take care of business around here for us. Uh, where is my other screen? Before I do sign off, I I always tend to forget, but I want to make sure that I don't. Let me bring it up before I forget here. For everyone here, for Tampa Joe's, tampajoes.com, where you will find Philly to the South out there every given Sunday or at least when the Eagles play, tampajoes.com. Great food, serious fun. It's an awesome place. Mike Gowen and crew do a great job. So when you guys are out there, don't forget to take care of your bartenders and waitress, 9316 Anderson Road out there in beautiful Tampa, Florida, right off of 589 Veterans Highway, 10 minutes away from the airport. Please visit tampajoes.com. And when you guys are down here, if you live even locally, Take a look at TampaJoes.com. Also, for the finest money crystals in the Delaware Valley, please visit CigarGoose.com. Goose's money crystal lounge in Tobaccoonus at 250 West Ridge Pike in Limerick, Pennsylvania. Goose has is such a beautiful job or a beautiful shop out there. His money crystals are the best in the Delaware Valley. So please visit CigarGoose.com. And Fuji, even though I can't see you on screen, you must be how old to purchase a product? Eighteen.
1: 21 21. 21 (laughs) wise guy 21
0: (laughs) and by the way to larry gilman and lg direct sales solutions and it is the lg direct sales Solutions studio here so to larry gilman thanks for you and your support as well if you guys need credit card solutions payment solutions even apparel please reach out to lg direct dot net and or as you see on the screen there are 855-777-3863 855-777-3863 so thank you to our sponsors thank you to big sarge out there in houston our special media affiliate out there sports.com uh as well so thanks to those guys and by the way visit broadstreetself.com again south.com and see our affiliated partners along with the friends of the show like steel city renegades redline better llc and crystal clean Services. If you need your house and/or apartment clean, please reach out to Crystal Clean. You guys will see her on her Facebook page attached to our Broad Street South. And soon her website will be up and running thanks to our IT guy, Matt Kelly, who does a phenomenal job each and every week. So thank you to everyone who tuned in tonight. We do appreciate it as I close out the show truthfully this time. Again, coming up at the end of the month, David Murphy, 6ABC Meteorologist, will be in studio up there at Gooses Media Pond. So we'll be up there. Matter of fact, Jimmy, you should come up there when we come up. So I'll remind you the date and come up to the studio.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell I, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I was just still throwing off what you're saying. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm down. Yeah. Let me know, man. For sure. So
0: Murph, the, the, our weather guy, of course, beloved in Philly. He'll be up there in the studio. Yeah. So and nice. I'm trying to, add, trying to add somebody else. Fingers crossed. I'm trying See, to add somebody I was somebody
3: confused because I thought you were in Tampa. I'm like, wait, how am I? Am I going to Tampa? I'm, and then it all made sense. So I'm yeah. just. Well, yeah i'm, I'm traveling
0: back home i'll be traveling gotcha. back home gotcha. so and and i will give well off the air i don't want to keep out off the air we'll also talk about the 100th episode so hang on you guys but to everyone else thank you for tuning in tonight we do appreciate it uh everyone have a great night we will see you sunday live at 2 30 for episode 94 so enjoy your evening